Welcome to I Speak Human, a podcast about navigating the human experience by way of the stars. I'm your host, intuitive astrologer, Akashic record reader, and fellow human, Victoria Greer Stevens. Join me each week as we look to the stars to answer life's big questions. Who are we? Where are we going? And why are we here? This is I Speak Human. I Speak Human. Today, we're going to talk about the Akashic Records. This is absolutely one of my favorite topics in the world to talk about because I think that it's it's so vast and there's so much to it. And I feel like every time I talk about them, more information comes through. And then also the idea of you guys getting activated by this and us being able to talk about this and converse and just opening up the records even more. For me and my community, I get so, so excited about it. So what are the Akashic Records? First of all, the Akashic Records are... Actually, I'm going to talk about how I found the Akashic Records. Also, sidebar, before I get going, guys, I found two crystals out in my yard that have been gone for a minute. So I found my lapis lazuli palm stone And that has been gone since January 1st. I did a solo mushroom journey and (laughs) I had it in my pocket and then I like couldn't find it anywhere. And I looked, I mean, and I didn't go anywhere. (laughs) So I was like, where the hell is this palm stone? And I asked my partner if he had it because he really loves it and he, (laughs) I need to buy him one. Um, And he doesn't like take it, but if it's like sitting out sometimes like unconsciously, he'll just kind of grab onto it and hold it. Um, And it totally makes sense because we both have like Pleiadian Christ consciousness energy and that's very connected to that. Um, I mean, we all do, but ours is really activated in this lifetime. And so it's just funny, like lapis lazuli. We're both very, very drawn to it. Um, That's a note for me to get him one as a present. Um, But then that was crazy enough. But oh, I want to preface this. A few days ago, I told my guides, I've lost a lot of crystals, guys. So I love my crystals, but I have a lot. And I like put them in my purse. I put them in my bra. I put them in my pockets. They're in my car. And sometimes I lose them. I try really hard not to, but I take them to clients' house. I also give my crystals away a decent amount. Um, So sometimes to clients or if I just have like a friend that is in need. And so I try to always buy like doubles and triples of all my crystals so that I can do that. Um, But anyway, I have some that I like only have one of and I wouldn't give away. Um... And I've lost some of those. And so I'm like, I know I didn't give that crystal away. That was like a really expensive crystal or whatever. Um, But I can't find it. And so I told my guides recently and I was getting really annoyed about it (laughs) because I had lost like several. And so I was like, okay, I want all of my crystals back. I want them back now. Like every crystal I've ever lost, I want it back, come back to me. And just last night, I forgot about this actually, I found three crystals just in my couch and it was an amethyst, my favorite healer's gold because I have a few pieces of healer's gold, but this one's my favorite one. It like kind of looks like a flame or something. Um, and then what was the last one? I can't remember what the last one is. 
healer's gold, amethyst. Oh, it's going to bug me. Oh, and a piece of shungite, maybe. Oh, yeah, I think that's what it was. No, I don't know. Um, oh, no, the shungite fell down there, and that's how I found the other two. That's what it was. <laughs> I, like, the shungite fell, and I was like, oh, shit, there's all these other crystals. Um, and then today I walked outside, and the lapis lazuli palm stone was just, like, out in the grass. And I was like, what the hell? And then I picked that up. And then next to it, I saw this piece of green fluorite that y'all, this thing has been gone for a minute. Like I didn't, I don't even remember the last time I saw this stone. Like I, it's been like six months plus. Like I thought this one was a goner. So I was really shocked to find that one. So in the past 24 hours after saying like, please bring all my crystals back that I've lost, like I four have already come back to me that I've been looking for these two. So like our declarations are really powerful. And I kind of touched on this a little bit in the last episode. If you're listening, that's just kind of binging through. Um, also, you're my people. <laughs> if you're doing that, if you found this podcast, and you're like, I'm just gonna binge through her episodes. Hi, you're my people. I do that too. I get a podcast I like and I'm like, I will listen to all of this. And then I like deep clean my house. So if you're deep cleaning your house right now while listening to this podcast, I see you. You're my people. Um, or if you're listening to this podcast, getting ready. That's how. That's a, I'd love to know that. How do you guys like to consume podcasts? I feel like most people don't just sit down and listen. Some people do that with my podcast, though, because there's like they want to take notes on it. Um, but I think everybody I know, they're like, they're either editing, like I have a friend of mine that listens and she, if you're listening, hello, <laughs> I love you. Um, thank you for listening. Um, and she'll listen to Washa's editing photos. Um, but anyway, and she says she has her chart like next to her desk so that she can edit and then look at her chart if I talk about something. So that's, I love that. That's, that's some nerdy astrology shit right there. Um, and I definitely do that as well. So anyway, but these crystals came back to me. So if there's anything you guys lost, I am like, call it back to you. Like, call back and say, hey, I want this thing back. Please bring it back. And like, you know, call it back in the energy that like you believe it's going to come to you. And I wasn't like a thousand percent confident of it, but I... I knew that if I said it, like they would start coming back to me. And it's so funny how long it takes me to do that about shit. And obviously there's some things that I have more resistance about, but it always just like builds up my magic like button because magic and belief and magic and belief that things like that happen. It's all a belief. It's a muscle. So my muscle has gotten pretty strong about like recovering lost objects because I've had shit that I've lost for years come back to me and I'll just kind of think about it and I'll like pull it in with my energy and I just tell that object like hey come find me I miss you like I want and like it's like it's energy connects I tell my guides and they connect me back to the energy so let's get into today's episode. So we're going to talk today about the Akashic Records. So I'm just going to start by talking about how I found the Akashic Records and my experience of them and and what they've evolved into today. And uh, just like last week's episodes were about the dimensions, and I said this is first of many episodes about the dimensions, same with this episode. You know, Akashic Records, it's something that's ever evolving for me. I'm learning I'm, I see it differently all the time. I'm integrating and, I, and I'm seeing it from different perspectives and facets. And so as I 
learn those. I'll share them with you. Um, but yeah, it's an ever evolving thing. And I love hearing about your perspectives of the records and your journey because that unlocks things in me as well. So I'm hoping I'm going to have, um, some people on here that also read records and kind of get their perspective as well um, so that you guys can hear different viewpoints and activate different things with inside of inside of you okay so how I found the records so most of you if you guys have been listening to this podcast for a while I grew up Christian I went to ministry school um, out in California I where my gifts got in a few i Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. And so they were very focused on um, like activating your spiritual gifts, prophecy, healing, um, different things like that, words of knowledge, you know, everything. It was different wordage, but it's very similar to what I do today channeling, Reiki. Um, and I think we even had somebody come to talk to us about crystals, and they were very like kind of on the fringe of Christianity. And if, um, they their music had a big impact but I think a lot of people thought we were really fucking weird um and I think you know we're definitely on the edge of it of what is possible and I would say out of any Christian church I think they're probably the there's a reason why that was the last religious organization I was a part of before I left organized religion like it was definitely like as far as I felt like I could go energetically because I guess to my whole process with Christianity I think was not really necessarily that I bought any of it because I don't even really know I think Jesus was really hard for me to connect to like I didn't really totally understand that Um, I channeled my dad a lot and I channeled other people that had passed and you know, in church, they said, you shouldn't do that. And I was like, and I always just kind of thought, like, I don't think you guys understand how to navigate these realms. And I had my dad who taught me. And so I just kind of, and you know, they would talk about spirit guys. I was like, yeah, that's what my dad is. They were like, those are of the devil. And I was like, oh shit, dad, don't tell anybody you're spirit guide. Like I never, (laughs) I never thought what I was doing was bad. I just honestly thought they don't understand. They don't get it. Um, until at one point I started having like different like lights and different things. Like I would see like a lion physically in my room. Like I remember seeing this like holographic lion, like get right in my face and roar and it was blue. And I mean, I mean, it was like, I could physically fucking see it. Like somebody had projected this, like, I don't know, virtual reality game or some shit like hologram. Um, and then one night I saw like a floating infinity symbol float next to me. And then I was reading this book at the time. Was, again, I was, and I had left Bethel at this point. I moved back to Nashville, but I was like in a really weird, like, so before I even went to Bethel, I wasn't super Christian. And even like when they let me in, it was a little bit just like, I was so honest in that interview and bless the man's heart that let me in. He passed away. Like, I think like the year after he let me in and he was very old and sick Um, I don't know if he was sick when he let me in, but he was definitely older, um, and in, you know, declining health. And I think he just probably had gotten past all the religiosity because I was very honest. Like, I mean, they asked you if you, I mean, Jesus Christ, at this point, I'm like, fuck, these questions were so 
controlling and insane. But, you know, this was the culture I was in at the time. So I expected it. And I also grew up in the South. So getting asked things like, do you, Matt, have you ever, when's the last time, do you struggle with a porn addiction? And, you know, have you ever, have you ever engaged in homosexuality, like homosexual behavior? And when was the last time you used marijuana? And how often do you use alcohol? And things like that. They seemed like very normal questions when in reality it's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what is this? Um, when is the last impure thought that you had? List them in order of vulgarity. Um, like that kind of shit. And it was crazy. The kind of shit that they would ask you. And we would tell them. <laughs> like, why the like we would write it down and then nail it to a cross. Like, let if y'all grew up in the church, y'all know that you nailed down that you like touched Bobby Lee's penis on that cross. Um, but anyway, we digress. Um but or do we digress or did we upgress? Digress, upgress. Anyway. Um but I grew up, so being asked all these questions, and I was just really honest, and he let me in, and I don't, and I think looking back on it, he probably was like, because, like, people would get rejected from the school for, like, saying that they struggled with porn, and I was like, fuck, I, like, said a whole lot of other things worse than that, like, quote-unquote worse, um, in their eyes, and, like, he didn't even question me about it, he just was like, I see you helping a lot of women, I was like, that's cool. And I think he had probably evolved past this whole Christian bullshit um, and just but was there and had been there for so long and, you know, whatever. And maybe just saw past or maybe it was just me in that moment. I don't know. But I got in and even though like I hated a lot of shit that went on there. One thing they did is they taught you how to open up your crown chakra. That was not what they called it. That's not what they, and they taught you how to activate your third eye and they taught you how to like kind of be able to discern different realms and have quote unquote authority in those realms. And rather than squashing my gifts, it really enhanced them. And so I had gotten my gifts really, really turned on. And I was like seeing and feeling like lights and things on me. And like those fuckers at that place could not explain what was going on. Like I would ask people and they were like, well, it could be a demon or I was like, this was not a fucking demon. And I was like, like it was energy and I was in different dimensions and I was seeing like, I saw the like hexagons. Like if you've ever seen like in a Marvel movie or anything like that, when they're like, flying out of the sky and they go through like the hexagon pattern in the sky like that's like the limits of our physical 3d reality or whatever and they break through that portal um I, I saw that like in my fucking bedroom and I was like oh my god and and I could see people I remember walking like up and down like I would lay down and I could see people like walking into the ceiling and then coming down and I remember I had this roommate at the time and she was so cute. I love her. I still just, I mean, we don't talk anymore, but just to have nothing but love in my heart for this human. She's adorable and beautiful and all the things. Um, and she would sit there with me and like record video, like audio record what I was seeing and ask me questions. And she also, they called it a seer. Um, like if you're clairvoyant and you could see. Um, but all these gifts were activating and turning on and then, but there was a lot of limitation and then there was a lot of fear around like aliens. Like this one dude came and talked to people about aliens and like everybody lost their goddamn minds. It was just that he had like had a really high spiritual, you know, a lot of spiritual gifting and his crown was open and then he started tapping in and channeling aliens and 
bless his heart, decided to like try to wake everybody up at this super like 3D religious institution and like everybody like lost their fucking minds. Um and I mean, you know, I don't know where all that led for people, but I'm just saying that was my perspective at the time of what was going on. And so then I left Bethel and then this stuff was still happening and I was still connected to God or, you know, what I, you know, God consciousness. And, and then I remember like, I saw this infinity symbol floating through my room and I was like already listening to different podcasts that were talking, you know, about astrology and things like that. And so I was starting to see the universe a little bit differently. And then it was when I, I want to say when I got into like the chakras, that just clicked for me. Like when I saw the chakras and how they were explained, I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I don't really remember the moment that Akashic Records, but I heard somebody speak about them on a podcast. And the way she talked about them was she channeled through the Pleiades. Um, and she spoke of the eighth dimension and she spoke of the Akashic realms and she made it seem very simple to enter, um, just from a prayer. And, you know, I did the prayer and that was kind of it. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really simple. Um, and, but the way she taught, you know, to do it, which is pretty, you know, and she had read, some of this was from her own channeling, but she had also read, um, like the Akashic Records book by, I believe, I can't, Linda, I can't ever remember if it's Hal or Hayes. I can't remember, but I'll list it. Um, and I'd read it too. And it just kind of talking about what the Akashic Records are, how to access them. And there are different things that are like, you shouldn't use drugs. And I totally like use cannabis and mushrooms to go into the Akashic realm. So there were things I like kind of disagreed about. Um, but, you know, to each his own. And I understand the reasoning behind it as well. Um, but yeah, so I, I gleamed a lot from it. Um, but my experience of the records, you know, she would channel messages down. And so it would either like write out a channeled message or like channel messages for people. And from my experience when I was in the records, I would see the records, but they didn't really have much interest in telling me messages. They really wanted to tell the person the messages, and they really wanted my clients to access their own records. And I quickly discovered that I had a gift of showing people how to access and open their own Akashic records through a really similar process of the prayer. But then I realized it was like, this is, these are just rooms and libraries. People just don't know how to quote unquote navigate. And then as I started looking at more and, and it was crazy because when I would just channel messages, cause that's how I started doing Akashic records. Like I would just let people ask me questions and I would respond and you know, it was fine. And I mean, sometimes they were really great and they were really cool and I loved it, but it was when I took some, started taking people into their own Akashic records, that's when the magic really started happening. And that's when I was able to see so much more and they were able to see so much more. And the messages were so much more potent and so much more powerful. And it was empowering them to go into their own records. I was like, oh shit, like this is cool. And then I started noticing patterns because I'm an astrologer and started going, oh my gosh. So... 
everybody's experiencing their records differently. And I was already paying attention to that because I know that like your 12th house in astrology has to do with how you channel. So most of the time when I was doing Akashic activations for people, I'd also had access to their chart, you know, or had done their readings at some point. So I knew what their chart makeup was. And so I would realize that like, oh, Sagittarius risings, for instance, have very different Akashic records than Leo risings or Cancer risings or Libra risings. And I started to notice these patterns of the way that people saw their records. And then I started reading records for like groups and different people would have very different experiences. And I figured out how to lead people through it, like in a group setting or through a meditation where you're kind of discovering it, you're on your own and I'm guiding you through it. And what I've realized is really fucking cool is that all of our records are individualized and we can see it through our birth charts. And so then it really helped me learn how to navigate like, okay, for instance, a Sagittarius risings, you have Scorpio in your 12th whole sign house. That means that the way you see the records is like, it can be really dark and it can be like the depths, but it's really, really, really cool. And when we, and it's also water. So a lot of times it's more felt than seen. And so like, for instance, Um, If you're a Virgo rising and you have Leo in your 12th whole sign house, you might see a lot of visuals. So when I've read for Virgo risings, it's almost like watching this theatrical movie. But the way that they but they're not as emotionally tied to what's happening into the in the records, whereas fire rising signs. So Sagittarius, Leo and Aries, we all have a water sign in our 12th house. So if you're an Aries rising, you have Pisces in your 12th house. If you're a Sagittarius rising, you have Scorpio in your 12th house. If you're a Leo rising like me, you have Cancer in the 12th house. So we feel the Akashic realm. We feel the emotions behind it. And also music can really help us enter in more. But a lot of times the records can be really difficult for fire signs because you're required to feel your way through them. So you are fire rising signs because you're required to feel your way through them because of the water in the 12th house. And depending on what planets you have there, you might have an easier time. So I have my, an exalted Jupiter and cancer in my 12th house, but I also have Chiron there and it opposes my sun in my sixth house of service and my Saturn and Uranus and Neptune and all my other planets in Capricorn. And so it's very clear that I might to be of service to people. I have this gift of being able to go in and amplify your experience in the records because I have Jupiter in my 12th house. And because it's cancer and it's emotion, I'm feeling it and going through it with you. And it's, I'm able to kind of have your experience. Like it's reflective. It's it's very nurturing. I nurture people through the records. And I do feel very nurturing in the records. And I do feel like this kind of mama bird helping you along to discover and uncover. And it's not, you know, my Leo rising doesn't need to be the star at that moment because I'm in my Cancerian mode. And people leave feeling that and they feel really comforted. So, you know, for Sagittarius risings, you have Scorpio in your 12th house. 
going into the 12th house or going into those kinds of realms can be really scary for you because you're experiencing them through such a heavy, but also so deep and transformative and beautiful, but there's a lot of death and rebirth in there. And so it can be kind of overwhelming to go into that realm on your own, especially at first. And so it's been really fun to take Sagittarians rising through there because they're so powerful and they're such amazing channels. Um, But it's so intense and so much to kind of understand how to use all of the technology. Um, And it's interesting because the different, you know, if you have, and and I haven't figured this out totally so this is still theory like I'm still observing and watching because I haven't read this in a book like there isn't a book that says this is how you're going to experience I mean there will be one when I write it one day but as of right now at least to my knowledge there's not a book that talks about the Akashic Records through the view of your zodiac chart and so I'm observing a lot of this and noticing a lot of this and interpreting a lot of this, but it's also really helping people understand how to navigate through their records. And so what I noticed about the records is that it's through your lens of how you see that reality. And there's different kind of technologies that you have access to. And we can also go into different dimensions and, I have been told by my guides um, that I am a dimensional guide. And so what that means is that I have access to lots of different dimensions and I can kind of jump through them with ease. And I believe everybody can. Um, But at least I guess what I've been told is like, I just have this access. And when I go through these different dimensions, people like know who I am. Like they're always the people at the, you know, the gates or gatekeeper, they're like, no, to just kind of let me on through and I navigate them through them really easy. And I experience the Akashic realm and all dimensions is really beautiful. And I feel like I have a lot of safety and authority there. I also think this is something you can learn and grow in. So I don't think it's necessarily that like I'm special. I just think it's something that I've learned. And so now I'm here a guide to help other people be able to do that. I don't think it's some necessarily something that's unique to me I think it's something you can also master yourself so from a technical standpoint what are the Akashic Records the Akashic Records are a collection of data that's everything that's ever exists so it's kind of like the cosmic internet I just call it the cosmic google but I'm like that's a search engine it's really the internet so I mean if you will I guess the Akashic prayer could be google (laughs) Because you're accessing and, di- or no, I guess the prayer would be like the dial up time. If y'all remember that. Um, but we're able to access all information infinitely that there ever has been or there ever will be. And we're able to tap into this cosmic wisdom. And so people like Nikola Tesla, Albert Einstein, they were tapped into this this field of information and able to channel down these concepts and when we're able to get into this flow state a lot of times we've accessed this without being fully aware of it when you're kind of just know things and you're starting to flow and you're starting to see the connectedness of everything you're accessing the Akashic realm to some degree 
Um, another sign that you've accessed it, if you have dreams about going into libraries or going up and down like different elevators or escalators or especially it can feel kind of like floors of a hotel, you might actually be accessing the Akashic realm in your dreams. And so what happens when we go into the Akashic records is we access different spaces in different dimensions that hold records of you if we're opening up your records for instance now when you open the akashic records you enter in through a prayer um actually i can just and i think it's possible 100 percent to just say like i'd like to enter the akashic records now however i do think the prayer acts is kind of the like fine tuning of the portal that you're going into it does create like a realm of safety and this is a episode about just an overview of the Kashuk records I wouldn't say don't take this as like a how-to um, I am hoping to create a course on that soon where I will go into how to access the Akashic records. And I'm also going to have other podcast episodes where I'll talk about that to some degree and, you know, different sources of protection and things like that. But I'm wanting in this episode to just explain to you what it is. And I've talked about it a little bit in past episodes, but to really dedicate an entire episode to just talking about the Akashic realm and my experience of it. Um, yeah, to start this conversation, because this has been something that's been a really big part of my life. And a lot of this podcast has been centered on astrology, which will still continue to be a really big part of this podcast. But the Akashic field is what it's like the illumination of the astrology. So for me, once I learned astrology, then I was able to go into the Akashic field and like use it as a reference point. And it was like all of a sudden different placements in my chart or my clients charts or whatever, they would be like illuminated more clearly through the Akashic realm. And so when you go into the records through this prayer, through whatever means, um, you go into there's a few things that can happen. Sometimes you'll go directly into like a library or a place that, and not everybody's looks like a library. So it's really important just because you, you know, you say the prayer and you go into this room and you're like, oh, I didn't do it. Not necessarily true. In fact, I'd say about half of the clients that I've seen, they don't look like libraries. And that's why getting an Akashic Records activation is really cool and helpful because, you know, if you do see, for instance, just this white room and you have this like dome over you, you might think, oh, I'm not there. And maybe not. Maybe, you know, we need to go to another dimension. Maybe we need to. But I'll tell you what I've seen with some of my clients is that white room is actually meant to be a it's like a screen all around the room. And then there's a button that you can find in the middle of the floor and place your hand on it and it will illuminate the Akashic records on the walls like a projection. And then the files, it's a lot more electronic. So for me in my records, I'll tell you what mine are like. Mine are... Mine change a lot and it kind of makes sense because my 12th house is cancer. So probably where the moon is, I haven't actually tracked this. I should track this. Um, where the moon is, is probably affecting how I'm reading the records. Cause I don't have like a fixed way that I see the, my own records, but the way I used to see them before I even knew I was tapping into the Akashic records is I would go into these meditations and, they would call them, my guides would call them my heart. 
and my heart room. And my heart room was this like whole city. It was like a little downtown city. And it actually was downtown Franklin is kind of how I've seen it. If you've ever been to downtown Franklin, it's super cute. It kind of looks like Gilmore Girls. Um, but I grew up there. And so I now it's very like it's slammed and it's, you know, has a lot of business and stuff down there. But when I was growing up, there, there honestly wasn't a lot going on. Um, a lot of the shops were closed. Um, there was like a Starbucks, a really old movie theater, like a Mellow Mushroom. And there just wasn't really a lot there. Now it's just there's stuff everywhere. I mean, there's like an anthropology down there. Um, but it was really minimal and it was cute and it was pretty quiet. Um, and that's how, where I saw the records for the first time. And then when I would walk through these different buildings in my meditation, I would see like a stage and I would see myself on that stage with a partner dancing and I was in red. And then there was another like higher loft of one of the buildings that was like kind of like an old. And this was again, this was in my meditation. What I now see as the Akashic Records was like an old library, like bookstore. And I would go in and get these different books. And then that morphed into that there was an entire Akashic library and again, it wasn't called the Akashic Library. It was just a library. And I had a guide and he, and at the time I was still viewing this through the lens of Christianity. So I want to say I saw that as like the Holy Spirit, which is really interesting because that's connected to Kundalini energy, which is connecting you to your Akashic realm. So it's so fascinating how it's like all connects, all still the same thing, right? Um and this was, by the way, before I ever even knew what the Akashic Record, it was, this wasn't up until like maybe a year or so ago. I was like, holy shit, I was going with the Akashic Records. Um, but we would go into this like beautiful grand library, like you can imagine from like Yale or something, or just, I don't know, just like some, what you imagine, like a really amazing, like universal library that's hundreds and hundreds of year olds, maybe even one in Europe. Um and we would sit in these big brown oversized chairs and then he would get because it my guide was a male and he would go get um, and he kind of looked like a professor um, and he called himself Dr. Z. Um, and now I think I'm think I'm now picking up on the fact that that's a collective that I'm channeling. <laughs> um, all this, like I said, guys, I just kind of like fell into a lot of my spirituality and um, I'm now kind of starting to make more sense of it. But to me, it's like, Dr. Z just feels like my uncle. And now I'm like, oh, this is like a realm of consciousness I think I'm channeling. Because there's another channel that channels the Zs. And I was like, oh, my God, I think that's who I'm channeling, who Dr. Z is. Um, anyway, more on that later. Um, but anyway, so... Yeah, so there was this library and he would bring over these like beautiful like leather bound books and we would open them and it was like a whole movie played out. And then we would sit and watch a movie and drive in a drive in theater and like and again, I was still in this realm of Christianity. So like Jesus was there and quote unquote Father God was there and like my dad was there and but they were all like now I see them as like my guides and I think Jesus was there like Christ consciousness energy and Mary Magdalene energy was there. It's not what I called it at the time. But now I see that that's what was there. And we would watch these movies and we were watching movies about me and my partner now and that we were together and we were working together. And this was before we were dating. And 
so I was seeing like a potential timeline and it wasn't very, and then I would sit and do that for like hours and hours and hours sometimes. And that wasn't the only thing I'd see. I'd see lots of things. I'd see things about, you know, and a lot of it felt really symbolic. Um, some of it felt literal, um, but different things about music and different things about healing and also would have conversations like with my dad and go and I think it was it was interesting. I don't think I was going on different time like lifetimes yet, but I was hopping dimensions for sure. Like sometimes I'd be on the beach and my colors, like what I had on would change. Like I would be like in all red and like red lipstick and then all of a sudden I'd be in like a blue space and everything was blue and I was wearing blue and then I'd be in a green space and I think I was like going through my chakras also, um, which you can also do in the Akashic Records. You can actually like go into the energy of your individual chakras. Um, and, but then you can manifest from that place in the Akashic Records. So, you know, Akashic Record, it's like, it's cool to go in there. Yeah. But when you like meditate and you see it and you let your subconscious begin to build that, me and my partner are now starting to build that life that I was like, seeing and pulled down into this physical reality back in 2017 and again we weren't even dating we were friends at that point and I'm seeing him like now and neither of us look like looked anything like that and I'm seeing us like evolve into those people that I saw in that you know, in that vision, I've also like seen the house that I think we're going to eventually buy and move into that I've been ex- manifesting for years. Um, and I don't even know what the outside of it looks like. I just know what like parts of the inside look like. But you can, you know, see these things in your Akashic records. And so I saw mine through books. I saw it through stage plays. I saw them through um, movies. Um, I saw even saw them through music. I would hear music. And then it also like storytelling. Like I would see it through like storytelling around the fire. Um, but I've had clients that see their Akashic records like through note cards. Like they'll get like a box of note cards and they'll be numbered and like different years. And, you know, I'm, I'm learning this with them. So I'm like, what dimension are we in? Let's look for that. And it's so cool to feel and see the synchronicities. Um, where like, I'll get a number like 257 and they're like, oh, I see 257. I'm like, holy shit, this is crazy. Like, we really are tuned in to this other. And I can feel my tele, you know, our telepathic gifts increasing and all the gifts are just kind of turned on. And it's just always this really cool experience when I get to go in them with somebody And I feel like when we come out afterwards, it's always like, oh, hey, like we just went through this crazy journey together and now we're back in the 3D reality. And it just always feels so special to me. Like I, I can remember every person I've ever gone into the records with and every client I've ever taken. And I can remember the experiences. And now I have some clients that I've gone to their records so many times, they kind of all start running together. So I couldn't tell you like which individual experiences, but they're just all so potent. I'll tell you, I don't always remember the information from the records. That's kind of interesting. So sometimes I'll have a client come back and be like, oh, do you remember when, you know, we saw this thing in the records? And I'm like, nope, but I do remember what your records looked like. And I remember what they felt like, which is kind of nice because, you know, a lot of times it's really personal. And so, you know, for me not to know all these personal details and keep them in my head, I mean, I think for some people that's kind of comforting. For some people, I think they're like, damn it, I want you to remember all these things with me. But 
you know, at some point my soul remembers them and I can like feel it when they start talking about it. But every single experience is just so, so magical. Um, and I've gotten, you know, to do this with friends and I've also done this, like I've said in like group settings and to get to hear different people's experiences is just so, so, so cool. Um, yeah. So I, that was just a preview of the records and kind of just an introduction into, yeah, into my experience of them, the history. And I hope this episode was beneficial to you guys. And again, just like last week was just an introduction to the dimensions. This is just an introduction about the Akashic Records. I would love to do more episodes in the future. So please send in your questions. Um, I might even, if, you know, see if somebody would be willing to, you know, open their records with me live and then we could record that like our conversation. So if that's something you're interested in, um, reach out to me and maybe we can work something out. Like I'll give you a discount or something on your reading if you're willing to do that. Um, if you're willing to let like even part of it be on the podcast, um, that could be really, really cool. Um, I'm going to also, hoping to begin to like astro travel with people and take people to you know court I do this individually but on like a group setting have like a group trip where we all go to Lyra or like a group trip where we go to Atlantis and guide you through it um I yeah all that I'm just like manifesting and excited to get to play around with but I want to hear from you I want to hear how have you experienced the Akashic Records also what prayer do you use do you use a prayer um and also always feel free when there's a prayer, if there's different wording that doesn't resonate with you, like the, if you like Google right now, like Akashic Records prayer, the one that's going to come up is um, the original one. And it says, we'd like to thank the masters, teachers, and loved ones. And you know, that word master doesn't really resonate with me and it doesn't resonate with a lot of my clients. Sometimes I use it if I feel so called to and if, and I ask the client and it resonates with them. For a lot of times we change that. Um, to what resonates better and sometimes just even calling into our higher self um, but always you know inviting in protection highest light and again this is not a how-to read the Akashic Records I really really want to stress that like I'm just sharing my experience and my journey I'm hoping to create a course where I actually teach you how to do that and yes there are other courses and there are other teachers um, but I just don't want you to, there's a lot more to it as far as like protection and how to navigate. So feel free, explore on your own, but use your discernment, um, make sure, you know, feel into what you need as far as protection goes. And cause that's all really important in setting intentions and calling in the right energy. And then also always make sure you close them. <laughs> it's very important. I sometimes forget. Um, anyway, I hope you guys have such a fantastic week. Oh, oh, oh. Um, reminder about my 2023 year ahead reading. I'm still doing those. It's 90 minutes. You can do that in person with me in Franklin, or you can do that virtually. Check out the links in the show notes for those. I'm also doing my energetic reset package that includes that 90 minute 2023 year ahead reading. It also includes another astrology reading two Akashic Records activations. So if you're listening today and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I am ready. Let's do it. 
you can go ahead and just book an Akashic Records activation or you can buy this package and do everything. Also, we're going to include two Reiki sessions. And then the cool thing about this package is I'm also going to include a meditation to help you access your own Akashic Records. So, you know, if this is something you're really wanting to dive into, I highly suggest getting a hold of this package because this is going to enable you to raise your energy with Reiki and heal and balance because that's a really big part of it too is when you go into these higher realms you want to make sure that your lower chakras are balanced and grounded so that because otherwise it's hard to want to come back and that's also how we're going to expand and actually be able to manifest things down so I really love pairing Akashic Records with Reiki um, and then you're also going to get an eight chakra guided Reiki meditation as well so that you can listen to that after our session and continue your healing and you're going to save I believe like 397 or something along those lines than if you were to buy all of those sessions individually and bonus those meditations I don't have available any other way so unless you get this package that's the only way to get access to those meditations as of right now. Okay, guys, please make sure you rate, review, subscribe to this podcast. Okay, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week. And until next time, bye.